I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Oh, God! Oh, Jesus Christ! Hey there, welcome to Roast Mortem, the only podcast that talks only about uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's what we're going to talk oh, about tonight. Oh, no. Wait, yeah, but he's alive! Yeah, it's fine. He's good. Or, nah, he's boring. Never we're mind. I'm Tom. Inside. I'm your science boy, Travis. And I am your Cody for this evening. Yeah, I, I'm going to take that back. Let's not talk about him at all. I wish I had someone telling me about all these bugs inside my body. What bugs? Ugh. Did Neil do the, that for you? I got the coronavirus. Oh, yeah? You <laughs> got corona? You... Well, how was your week? How was your corona week? Yeah, yeah how'd well, you get that? I built a computer, and the bugs inside the computer oh. gave me coronavirus from China. Right, you ordered all your parts from China. Because my, my last name is Lee, and my hard drive was made at Foxconn. Where they jump out of the building windows and give me coronavirus. There's probably a miscommunication between what people are saying about Foxconn. Because, like, look at the products they put out. They put out Apple products. Everyone's got Apple products. It's all good stuff. So I'm thinking that they're jumping out of the buildings because they they have an endless amount of hope. And and the people jumping out believe that they're truly flying. while, While they're working, they're forced to listen to I Believe I Can Fly. 24 hours a day on right. loop it, yep. on loop <laughs> it's like being on pcp but uh with work yeah i mean yep right that's so redundant we don't have to talk about that anymore that's not important yeah so basically uh, this week i got coronavirus but i survived coronavirus easy done done it yeah <laughs> been, there, been there done that got a t-shirt put the, put the like, lime did you, did you smell bad is that what happens i don't even yeah know. i'm not sure no the, the secret is you gotta put salt around your butthole and then stick a lime in it. That's right. how you can deal with Coronas. Oh, okay. Yes, you become a Corona. I get it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have to get someone to sip from it, mm-hmm. like Chuck Berry does. Uh huh. Gross. Nice. It has to be episode. an Aboriginal man because they have stronger um, immune support to the ancients. What kind oh. of Aboriginal man? Like from Australia? Yeah. They can connect you. Do you know they don't have, like, they don't believe in time and shit? Like, if an Aboriginal listened to our show, they wouldn't understand. We're talking about the past? Well, I don't know. Cody, does this, like, reek of racism? I don't know yet. And no, I'm-, I'm serious. They have a weird timeline. You're saying they don't understand time, which is a fairly easy concept that children get. I don't know. Look it up. <laughs> Looking it up. All right. All right. All right. So now we got your week out of the way. Yeah, it's fine. It's good productive week i didn't think yeah. of anything to say for this segment no i never do i never yeah. do i researched our subject part of the show yeah did any of you guys get guinness virus guinness virus i've had uh i've been on steroids all week because i How's had that? dysfunction of the eustachian tube which is oh the eustachian the, tube yeah eustachian right behind uh my joints here i'm pointing yeah. to my ears that's my joints all right uh. Yeah, and uh, what's going on there is I got incredible discomfort, no loss of hearing. Yeah, uh, but Thank I, God. it just sucks to be alive. So I'm on steroids to get rid of them. I did that all week, so I haven't been able to drink. This is the first time I've drank. And um, oh, look at that! So it's been a boring week. Wait, so you were sick too? 
I was like a 95 percenter, you know? That's not oh. sick. You got to hit like 70 percent. Really? Oh, that's your line? Yeah, you got, well, you're dying at 50. Uh, oh, you got a cold, you're not sick. You just got to like be careful what you touch. You got to make sure that if you're working in the food industry that you don't tell anyone. Yeah, that's care. They'll they'll <laughs> they'll take away your shift if you do. Yeah, oh exactly. yeah, you know, stay busy. Yeah, so that was oh. my week doing that. I uh, got that Jeep. Told you about that. Oh, so that's yeah, fun. Okay. Been, been already modified it. I put a uh, four inch lift kit on it. Uh, driving <laughs> on the tell. beach already. I don't have a shirt on ever anymore. Oh, <laughs> lovely. You got a little hula girl on your dash or something? I do. I do. Uh, so many people doing the the peace sign at me, which oh, I guess no. Wrangler people do. Yeah. Uh, so I ignore them. Is, is your does your girlfriend's hair constantly look blown out all the time? Yeah, she looks like straight from the eighties. It's yeah, but for different fantastic. reasons. Blown out indeed. Blown. So Cody, what you, where, where were you doing? You just researched I don't know. this monkey man. I researched. I had um, Taco Bell's uh, nacho fries that came back and instantly like shat garden hose water out of my ass like within twelve <laughs> minutes. That's what happens, dog. Yeah, it's 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 weird. It doesn't smell, but it's everywhere, and you're just like, well, at least I was in the shower for this. <laughs> Wait, yeah. so what do you do in the shower if it's got some chunky parts? It doesn't. It doesn't. It but doesn't. I was saying, just hypothetically, would you try to mash it down the drain with your big toe? How big is your toe? That that is effective. I was thinking my no, heel, but squish it in. Yeah, you got to do multiple steps with that big toe. Yeah. Nah. My big toe is poop-free right now. Well, I, yeah, that, that was my week, yeah. So I, I guess we were all slightly sick. We were all slightly sick this week. Look at that. Yeah, and you know who's the sickest of all of us? Mike. Why is that? Where is he? How sick is he? Does, well, he does called he me up, and he was like, oh, man, I got, I have a I have a problem tonight. And I was like, "What? what's the problem, Mike? You're Firstly, you're disappointing me before I ask you what's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, secondly, what's wrong? And he goes, um, I have a date tonight with a woman. Oh, he's lovesick. And I'm like, yeah, you're you have a problem, all right. You're- yeah, why'd you do that? Yeah, dude, why why on company time? Yeah, right. Because we are a registered LLC now. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, I registered. I own all the rights to everything. Okay, that's uh, so fine, I'm upset at, at my employee Mike, who is Mike. also your cousin. Mm-hmm. You're trying employee to first. trying to get firm with other parts of your body. You gotta get firm with your ears and brain. Keep that the brain smooth first. but firm. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. You know, I'll, I'll probably ask him all the juicy details. Sure. Yeah, I'm down. I bet he's going bowling. Oh, that's is that, is that what the fucking Zoomers do nowadays? Yeah, I mean it's Sunday night, so bowling is cheap on Sunday yeah. nights. Ah, uh, what a gentleman! All right, Crowd. Uh, oh Jesus Christ! I thought we'd never get to this part. Who's on the slappy boy? Oh my God! On our Martian slap tonight, we have Harold Nathan Bronhut. And if you're like, who the fuck is that? He's the guy that invented the Sea Monkeys kit. Oh, the, the, you know that guy. He's good. He's lovable. You talk about little tiny baby shrimps that I can chill with that are actually they're, monkeys. They're, they're not. And they're not they're monkeys. Little baby shrimp monkeys, and they're, they're not monkeys. Oh my god, there's seven of them on my shirt right now. They're not monkeys, and they're not shrimp. I learned. Oh, I thought they were just shrimps. They're they're brine shrimp, which technically aren't shrimp. Cody, why do you have to ruin everything? Because. I only see you four hours a week, and I've got to disappoint you somehow. <laughs> so I'm doing it with this episode. Can you just say his name again so I can forget it? Harold Nathan Bronhut. Harold and or Harold? H-A-R-O-L-D. Harold. Okay, Harold. So we can go with Harry. 
if we want Harry. We could juice well, Harry. Also, his last name Braun Hut is. It's like where you getting like buff in like a porta potty. Yeah, it's spelled exactly like that. Uh, Braun Hut, uh, but one word. That's like me in uh, my mind on steroids this week, being extremely <laughs> ripped and upset at the same time. There you go. Braun steroids, hut. baby. Braun yes. Hut. A hut of depression. Depression. <laughs> a hut of depression in which I go. was very strong. Yeah. Strong. Uh, interesting specimen, as he has many names and many p- professions, but history most readily recognizes him as the genesis of the sea monkey craze. And just so you know, sea monkeys have been to space, had their own horrible live-action TV show, and they were even the there was even a tear-jerking episode of the Rugrats around sea monkeys. I don't know if you remember that one. That was a good one. Uh... They were in the cooler, and they had to push the cooler into the ocean to set the sea monkeys free. But in reality, they just killed them because... Not only are they not monkeys, they're not shrimp. They're also not from the sea. They're oh, like they're, they're dirty, saltwater creatures. They're they're saltwater that isn't ocean water. So oh. like think of like a saline lake. It, 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 it's very fucking complicated, and, and I hate I, how many technical catch ups there are on the sea monkey species. But. I think you're mixing up the episodes here. This is when Chucky swallows a bunch of the sea monkeys. That he was becomes, watermelon seeds. He becomes pregnant. No, and then births out seed. some uh, Tommy Pickles shrimp men. I saw that on Pornhub. Oh, that explains so much about my friend Travis. Wow, that's something else. Alright, mm-hmm. well, let's get into him then. Uh, just before we do, full disclosure, we got one or two N-bombs in this here episode. Racism and sea monkeys? You're very welcome, viewers. Wow. Okay. This like is, it? Uh, how did you know I was going to say that? I don't know. <laughs> you like you, it, How did you know that I was going to go off the rails like a Papa John? <laughs> how did you know I was so close to the edge? Because you're uh, always about to break. Yeah. Uh, Tom, you are looking a lot like L.E.G. right now. He says that word weird. a lot, but not, not racist. Yes. He's, he's got the pass. He's got the, the voucher that lets him do it. He's got the license. Well, then I'm not going to do it then, because that's something you're going to expect from a character that's not me. I'm just Booyah. not that guy. And we all know Ali G surprises us, so Tom surprises Ali G is not acting into the part. Yeah, it doesn't work. Harold Nathan Braunhut was born in Memphis, Tennessee, March 31st, 1926, to Edward Braunhut, a print shop owner, and Jeanette Cohen, who assisted in her father's toy-making business. What kind of toys? Were they calculators? Uh, Travis, if you want to post Cone figures into the chat, Harold's maternal grandfather is Tobias Cone, head of the T. Cone Toy Company. Name might not sound familiar, but these were the guys that made those plastic cast cowboys and Indian figures. I actually had these when I was a kid. I had these too. Yeah, yeah me they're, too. They're good stuff. It, it's about a 7 out of 10 on the step hurt scale. Not quite a Lego, <laughs> but these things are a fucking bitch to step on. Did he come out with these before Army Men? Because these are basically just Army it's Men. It's the but... same process, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the timeline is, but like that is the, uh, was it the Fort Cheyenne playset there? And it's got all these cowboys and Indians, and they're, you know, all the colors of the rainbow, and you're supposed to have an imaginary fight with them in your brain as you're, you know, four or five years old. Yeah, also, like, I mean, they're made out of plastic. If you throw them on the side of the road, will a Native American cry because you're littering? Oh, or will they be fuck. Like, I never thought oh, of that. Oh, this is my ancestor on the ground. I need Tears to give of it joy, a proper maybe? burial. Yeah, just throwing those things out the side of the window. <laughs> and, like, you know, old uh, Native American man picks one up and goes, it's pretty neat. <laughs> this is fine. I can see myself right now in front of me <laughs> doing this. 
<laughs> uh, now I just cry over plastic bags. Ten so, cents, please. Oh, God. So our boy Harold, or as Tom said, Harry, has got honest-to-goodness American toy maker blood coursing in his veins. Early in Harold's infancy, the family picks up and moves to the hustling metropolis that is New York City in 1931. So born in uh, Memphis and then immediately shipped over to New York City. All right, I am so... Or not so immediately, like five years. I'm so excited, Cody, because we're going from plastic toys and then we're going to go to strip. I want to see this evolution. You, you, you got it, my friend. Harold would be brought up in a Jewish household and had a very memorable bar mitzvah at the age of 13, as per the usual for your Jewish teenager. Yeah, well, Harold that's, would... that's one mark against him. <laughs> oh, you just, you just remember that for later. Uh, hint, hint, wink, wink. Uh, fast forward a little bit. Harold would spend his rambunctious early adulthood, circa the 1940s, as a motorsport daredevil. He would race motorcycles and old-timey speedsters under the name The Green Hornet. And yes, there was a comic book character named The Green Hornet that had a very racial relationship with his Asian uh, chauffeur. Yeah, Bruce Lee. Travis's uh, great-grandfather. Dude, I wasn't related to Bruce Lee because when I make... Crazy sounds, my neck doesn't explode. Well, with blood. Yeah, I mean, we already know that you're not related to Bruce Lee. That's a that's a funny joke because we know you're <laughs> related to who's that really the guy you keep saying all that really great shit about, uh, Robert not, E. Lee. Oh no! yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't say great shit about him. It's only when the before rolling, microphones I mean, aren't hot. It's weird, right? Oh my god! I don't look. It's tradition. It's heritage. It has nothing to do with uh, just enslaving an entire race of people. Why are you make? All right, you make me out a couple episodes as the roast mortem pedophile, and now you're trying to make me as like a white supremacist. What the fuck? How am I supposed to get jobs in the future, Tom? Well, I'm trying to take some heat off myself. <laughs> That's what this podcast really is, Travis. <laughs> yeah. You already got a job from the podcast. <laughs> Let me. Don't ruin it for me. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> So right. Harry's the Green Hornet. Not a full-blown evil Knievel, but he would do some sick jumps and make a buck or two. At this time, Harold begins to understand the, the, the bigger the spectacle, the fatter the crowd, and the fatter the crowd, the bigger his payday. He begins to understand the power of hype building and showmanship. Harry would learn the Green Hornet could identically perform the same routine on two separate occasions, and one performance would somehow pay out better than the other. The difference was the volumes of spectators drawn. It could mean the difference between having sirloin and taters for dinner or just having uh, boiled cabbage for supper. You kind of presented that as if he was some kind of genius, but uh, the ticket count, I think, has been figured out since caveman times. Yes, but this is our boy figuring it out. Oh, first time? Like, oh, all yes. right. So he's like, hmm, I can make a lot of money inflating the spectacle and hype building. I was crunching the Not numbers, and I realized yep. when more people came to watch me, I made more money. You yep. sound like I am 70 years old. <laughs> so he realized the money was made in the spectacle and the showmanship, not necessarily the routine. So he's got to get titties involved in his act. He's got to jump over titties. No, he gets titties involved in Sea Monkey Act a little later on in our narrative, Travis. Right. But thank you for the foreshadowing. Uh, this was reflected in the slight career change up during the 1950s as Harold came into his late 20s. He worked as a talent agent at the time. He'd hype build, arrange for talent to perform, and skim his 15 points off the top. And about this time, Harold adds the prefix Vaughn to his last name, just so he sounds like less of a Jew, honestly. It helps. So, Goes a long way. <laughs> he's Harold Von Braunhut at this time. And in Doesn't nice, it just, 
Isn't that just yeah, of? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if there's a village ship somewhere called Bronhut that's yeah. made of strong huts, but that's his chain- mom's taint that he ruined when he came out. Mm. I think everyone should throw a Vaughn in their name, like when they're applying for certain jobs. That's yeah. I think that's what he's thinking. Yeah, Cody Vaughn McCann. Yeah, that makes no sense, but it's cool. Travis Vaughn, yeah. the Confederacy was wrong, Lee. Oh, I see. I mean, you can probably neaten that up a bit, like a little workshopping won't hurt that. <laughs> I'm just trying to prove a point. Travis Vaughn Confederately? No. Yeah. That's how I would do that it. That rolls Although off it the is, tongue. It is it is kind of ironic that my name is Lee and one of our really good friends is Davis. because uh, Jefferson Davis was the, <laughs> the president. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. President oh, yeah, yeah, Jefferson Davis, yeah. Whenever we hang out, it's not good news. <laughs> That's true. You know what? I think maybe Cody should keep talking about Von Poop Hut. Yeah, do uh, it. Von Braun Hut, but he was a talent agent at this time, and I one of his fucking uh, clients was a man that goes by the name of Henry Lamoth. And Henry Lamoth was one of those guys that put on like the old-timey swimsuit one-piece and then climb the 40-foot ladder, and then do a fucking swan dive into, like, a kiddie pool of water that was only, like, filled with, like, 12 inches. You know, That's one of the you best know, that old act. Yeah, it's people a used good to make act. a living like that. They used to be able to retire That's how- from jumping into pools. That's so funny you fucking said that. So, Henry could survive the harrowing drop of 40 feet into a single foot of water. So you go up there and be like, look at me, I'm doing it. And then just flop belly. The trick is you have to belly flop with all your might into like the center mass of the water to not die. That's crazy. That is crazy. I could probably and do that. Maybe. Uh, here's the slimy part of this whole uh, being booked by fucking uh, Von Braunhut is Henry Lamoth was aging. <laughs> he was up there in his years. He was pushing 60 when Von Braunhut was just like, oh, do the thing again. Do the thing again. And he's like, I don't this is, know if I can. This is all I have. Yep. And the thing is, like, he kept booking him because, like, as he got older, it was more interesting to see if he would survive it. Like, oh, no, he's getting up there. You think he'll do this one? Right. So he was pushing 60, but, you know, by the when Harold was booking him. Henry's high dive act would like pull more crowd in the older he got. He did this until he was like 78, let me tell you. And um, you want to see a clip of it? I would love to. Yeah. Yeah. Travis, let's slot in Lamoth. The hilarious and slightly sad thing about this clip is the soundbite Henry gives after he performs the stunt. So hold all reactions until you get the soundbite from uh, Henry here. So here we have Henry. I think he's 72 here, so it's a little after. <laughs> he's wearing a diaper. You like the kimono? You like the kimono? And it's a diaper, dog. Man, that's There's a lot else. of lumps. Oh! That's more than a foot. Fantastic. How do you feel? I don't know yet. and it's sad but funny i feel bad for laughing at it but like he did this until he was like 78 great argument against government health care because then we got to pay for guys who are doing this to make money i don't want to pay for your livelihood when your organs splat out tom are you trying to shit on the american dream 
of belly flopping. I'm not shitting on it. I'm just uh, I'm this just saying guys guys with that should be excluded from any single payer healthcare, Bernie. Yeah, but this oh. is this is when the American dream existed when you can get insurance for like a nickel for a year. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it was very different then. Plus no one does that today. Because the insurance. Yeah. yeah. Do you think oh, well. do you think my insurance is going to cover that shit? Excuse me, sir. What were you doing? I was jumping off a ladder into a pool. Uh, I mean, what? I fell downstairs yeah, into a uh, pool. This Travis, is, that this might is... push your hernia back in. Oh, look, your fucking clavicle is jumping out of your, your, your left leg. And then, <laughs> Ooh. And then it's like... What's that doing down there? Yeah, and then they're like, well, I guess it's going to be elective surgery because you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, because you can actually just keep it there and live a perfectly productive life in a little I've rascal. <laughs> scooting around Walmart. I just well. need... I, I should become a rascal. I should join the rascal life. You got a Wrangler. You're part of the Jeep life. I want to join yeah, the man. Rascal life. I could probably get like a like because I have so many Wrangler accessories. I could probably get a Rascal mount on the top Ooh. of my Wrangler. <laughs> you should get you should get the 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 bumper sticker that says my other car is a, is a Rascal. <laughs> oh, I like that. I just drive it from up top, like Mr. Bean driving that couch on the little. Uh, I love the that car. shit. Yeah, that's me. And I'm just driving around like, out of my way, I'm getting a bacon, egg, and cheese, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Suffolk County. Extra ketchup. So, here we are. We're unsure when Henry and Harold parted ways, but undoubtedly, Harold made his 15% cut, forcing an aging coot to constantly and casually defy death. He had nothing else going for him. It's nah. just like, yeah, why not? I'll take 15% of this old coot's uh, uh, paycheck. Harold also booked a mentalist named the Great Dunninger, and Joe Dunninger was like a flim-flam debunker. He would do a supernatural trick and then show the crowd how he did it. So it was part magician and part mythbuster. For example, like during the time it was all the rage, like where mediums would like have a seance, and then like the table would start floating, like whoa, ooky. And then Joe Dunninger would be like, "That's the medium like lifting the table with like you know hooks that a are boner. hidden." Oh, yeah. So, oh, so you mean a professional buzzkill? Yes, yeah. a professional buzzkill. So Harold would indirectly... Th- those are his two most famous acts, that Dunninger and Lamoth. And Harold would indirectly make bank off these spectators, hyping the names of these two guys. And he would trump up the verbiage of the acts. And, you know, he would call them supernatural, superhuman, gravity-defying even. Not necessarily true... But it still got a bigger payout. But it's good to have an agent. I mean, like this guy uh, who's jumping into pools, like he's spending all day waxing his belly and making sure he's mm-hmm. got the right pH in that pool. He, he doesn't have time to sell himself. He's got to have no. an agent. Yeah. He probably made more money in the long run. I need an agent. I'm always trying to wax my belly up to maximum efficiency. You need an agent for that? Yeah. <laughs> Next time I fall in the shower, I want to slip my way to the emergency room. No, you'll just be constantly stuck, like your belly and the tub being like a half pipe. Oh yeah, like a pendulum. It'll be a like string. portal. Like I'll just constantly be falling. Oh yeah, just seesawing on gravity, like a penguin mixed with Tony Hawk. Can't nook, stop nook. me. Nook yeah. nook. Yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> Get the secret tape. Uh, during 1957, Harold would undergo a, another career change, targeting the most gullible stool, stool pigeons of all time. The ever-naive and gullible generation of baby boomers. Oh! Yes! 
And very, very, very fortunately for our boy Harold, mail-order horseshit was all the rage back in the day. Flip through the back of a comic book, and there were all kinds of doodads and gizmos designed to separate a moronic child from their weekly allowance. I kind of miss and those. I remember. I do too. I did remember. You fall I, for any one of those? I did some of that shit. I remember getting. Yeah. I don't know what. I think it might have been uh, CCS. What was that skateboarding magazine? Whatever it is. But I remember yeah. I had to get a money order to like buy something. Who gets mm-hmm. a money order? Wow. Yeah, I don't think I ever. I Good used stuff. to get those skate catalogs all the time, but I never ordered anything. Because Tom was smart. No, because I was poor. And which poor. is the opposite of smart. I was okay. I was able to get a money order at a di- diner or something. That's not right. <laughs> what is it? Um, what was it? The diners club cards? Yeah, Shit. we're we're reminiscing about a time where we didn't remember. Yeah, but you, you know see what happens when we do this podcast? We become other people that yes. never existed, and it's it's unfair that we can remember all these good times that we never had. All right, but Tom, here's the thing. You want to know why our economy's in the shithole right now? Not enough diners. No more clubs. No more clubs to hang out at all night and spend your money. Yeah, I buy that. Hey, I absolutely cool. buy that. More diners. Yeah. Actually, I went to a diner the other day, and I uh, ended up shitting out spinach for a week. <laughs> See? You spent money. You're making Which was that awkward because there was no spinach in the meal. spinach. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got pancakes because I've been <laughs> trying out spinach, yeah. It's weird how that works. Greeks are very industrious people. I know I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this, but whenever I see a grown man ordering pancakes at a diner, I just want to choke him out. I am that man. <laughs> I'm not full grown. I'm, I'm joking. I'm not full grown. No, uh, well, it depends on the stack. If you're just doing a two stack with some... Uh, yeah, some, uh, acceptable. Yeah, but, but you if you're getting a man, you need protein. Chocolate chip cookies oh, no. with whipped cream on the top no, and no, it's no, eight stacks high. <laughs> you're an idiot. Maple syrup and butter. I remember going to a diner one time with this kid I was friends with, and then he ordered something like that with, like, strawberries on top of it. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> we're not friends anymore. Got a new phone but you, number. you still had the meal with him, though. Just you Oh, yeah, I smiled and nodded, and, and I, I probably probably grind my teeth down to nothing. I need, like, I need vegetables. I need meat. I need those things in my life. I don't need to be healthy. I just don't want, like, pancakes. Ah, yeah, yeah, you're an adult. Ah. What about waffles, Tom? I like a good old Belgian waffle. It's the same fucking thing. Give me a quarter waffle. I'm good with that. Thank you very much. Please. I'll share I'll, a waffle with Tom. I'll split Somehow something. less gay. Yeah, wait. <laughs> it's going to be one of our birthdays. Uh, for some reason, the unregulated advertising in the back of comic books were... Just allowed to flat out fucking lie. The Better Business Bureau didn't care too much if kids were fucking lied to. And okay. though entirely unrelated to my to our boy Harold, my favorite such example of false advertising was the Polaris nuclear submarine on sale for six dollars and ninety eight cents. It was marketed as a seven foot two seater nuclear powered submarine. The ad claimed the submarine came with launchable torpedoes and rockets and a fully operational, electronically powered instrument panel. Also, working telescope standard. Whoa! So, yeah, sounds great. And if you're yeah. a kid, your imagination's going apeshit. Like, oh my god, like, for $6.98? Hell yeah. All right, at the so, expense of sounding like the people that we like to mock, the boomers. Like, back yeah. then, they had these things, and they'd be like, Mommy, Mommy, I want to get the new chemistry set that I see in the back of my Boy Scouts uh-huh. of America yep. book. 
Yep. And, but like nowadays, it's like, mommy, I want some more uh, FIFA points. Do you see that kid that racked up like fucking 30 grand on FIFA credit? Like, mommy, I need to buy the FIFA points. Oh, like for the video game shit? Yeah. It's funny, too, because like today... Uh, parents give in very easily but back then like if you talk to our parents about how their parents raised them even if they were considered well to do like they didn't get anything yeah Mm -hmm. yeah you know like my parents lower middle income both parents and like their parents didn't do shit for them ever oh yeah so like when you ask for seven bucks it's out of the question oh nothing it was just go outside and make sure you're home for bologna sandwiches (laughs) at some point that was it so like on white yeah so the kids who were getting ripped off like they were still spoiled they had more yeah oh yeah uh one of my favorite ripoffs in the back of a magazine i ever saw was uh what was it called oh yeah alpha brain from joe rogan's (laughs) oh no i got that shit didn't do anything i was still dumb as fuck Wait, did you actually try Alpha Brain? Yeah, of course I did. <laughs> that is such a that is the most authentic laugh I've ever heard from Travis. <laughs> yes, I admit it. I do dumb shit sometimes. <laughs> Speaking of dumb shit, if you were one of the kids that ordered this, you'd get a flat pack of oak tag cutouts, and you'd have to assemble it yourself. And if you were bold enough to try and take this into the water, the entire thing would just fucking disintegrate. Oh, And right. if anyone's thinking, like, yeah, that sounds about right that's for like, seven bucks. That's like a, a, the Labo or whatever for Switch. Yeah. Uh, put, yeah, it's put cardboard. Put your $300 it, unit apart. in this $50 cardboard and then <laughs> sling it around like a dickhole. Woo! And then don't get mad when you break it. You've used it wrong. <laughs> don't, don't feel bad for what is gone. Be happy that it happened. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm, I'm, like I. It says it on every Labo box. But if <laughs> anyone's thinking seven bucks, yeah, that sounds right. Something would fall apart immediately. Let me remind you: seven bucks in 1960s was sixty dollars in modern day equivalent. Oof. So yes, it can't. Sixty bucks shouldn't be able to afford an actual nuclear submarine, but it should still buy a toy that doesn't fall apart in a stiff wind and. 10% humidity. It's you just like I mean? leftover calendars that they yeah, put yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. Just like, tape it here, put it there. These are calendars from 1940. Kids are gonna love it. Use your imagination. That's the toy they were selling for the current day equivalent of 60 bucks. That's genius. I, I love it. You're I really love do guy. love that. Kids should be ripped off because kids should be taught to not trust anyone. Is everything Harold did. That's oh. why we're talking about the greatest generation. Harold's part oh. of the greatest generation. Yeah. So there you have it. With the advent of 1960s back of comic book advertising, it was open season on prepubescent dumbfuck American consumers. Baby boomers loved their toys and they loved their pets. So Harold sought to combine these two great loves into one marketable product. Inspired by flea circuses and mail order ant farms, Harold sought to attempt to sell the aquarium version of mail order miniature pets. Entered the species Artemia salina, brine shrimp, but as I said earlier, not actually shrimp. But, uh, of weird science. Shrimp! Things. What? Shrimp! Shrimp! You said shrimp. I don't care. I said shrimp. shrimp. I knew this would be a point of contention in this episode. (laughs) I don't care. It's shrimp. There's a bunch of it. They are a hardy aquatic creature already being raised and sold in America as live fish food. So this is literally like stuff the pet store would get thrown in their tank so their goldfish wouldn't starve to death. And these little critters can pull off a miracle trick called cryptobiosis. Uh, They can more or less decide to stay inside their eggs when the environment is unsuitable. 
So like if the eggs were dehydrated, the little brine shrimp babies inside could be like, uh, I'm a chill here. When you get the eggs wet, they'll be like, all right, I'm head out. Perfect for So chill. they basically choose to uh, remain hungover until it's <laughs> yeah, ready, like, ready to come out. Yeah, they hit the snooze button on their alarm clock until it says like 2.45 p.m. And they're like, all right, let's do this. I'm un- <laughs> unemployed and I am hungover. I will stay in as long as I want. <laughs> And Harold saw dollar signs when he discovered this cryptobiosis trick. He could dehydrate these fuckers, ship them via the post service, and then the recipient, or dumb fuck, can rehydrate them and have pets. Yay. Ah, Timmy's got some pets. This is a bunch of ants. Water ants. Water ants. (laughs) Water (laughs) ants. Yeah, I don't know why he wouldn't start with something a little more practical like mouse in a can. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he, he tried so many instant pets we'll get into. And oh. I'm sure Travis will love a bunch of them. Oh, hell yeah. Probably more shrimp. So, if not all of them. Oh. Clam he in sold, the sand. <laughs> not, not clams. Clam in some sand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mommy, can like I have some sack, clam in the sand? Burlap sack packed with sand. Showing no up clams. in your door, your parents like, what the fuck is that? Get it out of the house! You're getting sand everywhere! You guys Why are laughing right now? Sand? You guys are fucking laughing how ridiculous this sounds right now, but you are just future predicting so hard. Oh, yeah, well, that is a specialty of yes. mine. So, he sold these dehydrated brine shrimp eggs with flashy <laughs> ad copy, trying to promise uh, a sort of power trip to kids, allowing a mere human to create life. That's how these were originally sold. It's like instant life kits. Like, look, woohoo, you can bring something to life. And just so you know, the, the concept of spontaneous generation was debunked 100 years prior by uh, smarty French guy uh, Louis Pasteur, who is named at, who is the genesis of the pasteurization project. He essentially put like soup in a flask and sealed it. And it's like, look, it stays fine because there's no germs in there. Like people thought like mold was like spontaneous life, but like, no, our Frenchy friend Louis Pasteur debunked that. But here's Harold fucking selling that debunked gimmick to children right now. Yeah, children don't know that shit. They're like, I don't know. I eat grapes and like yeah. and roast beef <laughs> for lunch. Well, that's the thing. The fuck, this instant life trick isn't something new. Bakers do this every time they add yeast to the mix. You know what I mean? It's just like, look, instant life. Yeah, but Cody, it's not ch- children ain't bakers. Yes, children ain't bakers. Thank you. Do you think women ever refer to that when they get a yeast infection? Like, ah, instant life. Instant life. Again. <laughs> damn it. Got my instant life again. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I'm not a woman. I don't know how the, the yeast yeah, infection works. But that's got to suck because I, you know, who wants food? In places it shouldn't be. <laughs> Travis. What? Yeah. I yeah, I do. I'm just saying that like sometimes when you're like, hey lady, what's that bulge going on in your pants? It's just a loaf of bread. It's <laughs> growing. How do you think that works? Yeah. Yeah. Sourdough. You go to the bar, you're like, oh, hey lady, that's a nice bulge you got there. Nice bread down there. Hey, is it uh, matzo season already? <laughs> <laughs> After three years of peddling these instant life kits with less than stellar results, Harold realized he should be marketing the life forms rather than the kits. And just because the term brine shrimp and Artemis Selena were not exactly sexy, he comes up with the name Sea Monkeys. Yay. Here we go. It's first, he's called Sea Monkeys for no fucking reason other than like, oh, kids would love this. Dude, huh. well, I mean, basically, who doesn't like a monkey? Who doesn't like the sea? And then you take a monkey and you throw it in the sea now it's you got bees. something that's kind of like a seal, but it's also a monkey. 
You got a you wet a drowned monkey. monkey. It's really angry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Guess what? You get an angry monkey wet. That's good luck for forty years. I've never, never heard that uh, one. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, that's a bit of an odd duck of an expression. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but also, is it yes monkeys or ocean monkeys? It's not Spanish. Sea monkey. It's not sea senor monkeys. Yes it's just sea monkeys. It's one of those monkeys that hangs out at the resorts and steals your uh, margaritas, sangria, <laughs> and your cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. Sea monkeys. Sick hate fucks. those monkeys. As previously stated, he would market these things through the lawless back page ads of comic books. Via early ad copy, he would describe sea monkeys as nearly immortal time travelers hailing from the fourth dimension and being infants that were already centuries old. It's just like, ooh, these things are weird. What? You want them, yes? Perfect, Travis. Perfect impression of a 1960s <laughs> child. <laughs> what? Uh, it's just plankton. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Shit yes. is shit's plankton. Travis crushing it with the facts. <laughs> Hard hitting facts. Guess what though? If you watch Sponge Robert, Plankton is the meanest man on the show. Crappy patty formula. You could purchase a kit to conjure them into existence for just one dollar twenty five cents shipping and handling. So five quarters, not not too shabby back in the day. Uh Harold via the ad copy claimed these little creatures duel, race, and even play baseball. But you can't see it because they're really tiny. I mean, Ill- you can't disprove them. I mean, you can say the same no, thing you, about easily. you can say the same thing about ants for an ant farm. Like they play sure, baseball yeah, yes. just whenever you're sleeping. It's European yeah. baseball. And this is like probably the early origins of uh, Air Bud. <laughs> like yeah. animals playing sport. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Sea monkeys. Uh, the ad illustrations would be fucking amazing. Harold hired an artist that went by the name of Joe Orlando. And if you're a DC fanboy, yes, it's that Joe Orlando that became the vice president of DC Comics later in his life. So he got a fucking good artist to uh, make up art for the Sea Monkey kit. And if, Travis, you can post the Sea Monkey ad so we can take a peeksy at this. You're saying this bitch-ass made Aquaman. He made knockoff Aquaman. Aquaman? Aquaman. So we have the ad, and it's a full-color ad, by the way, of these horrific fucking creatures that are not quite mermaids. They're UFO alien mermaid crossovers. But they have, you know, stylish 60s haircuts, just so you could relate to them. Is there any Rule 34 for uh, that sea monkey wife right there? I'm sure there fucking is. Yeah, you like that haircut? That little bob she's got going on? Yeah. Look at that family. They just got a family watching so, these yeah. little monkeys. Uh, yeah, and they're totally enamored. Like, oh, look, they're doing it. Yeah, Work that dad's shrimp. in the back like, I hate these kids. <laughs> How much money was this? <laughs> what did we do? That was half of my salary for the, for the week. <laughs> yeah, exposing himself to radiation at the plant. <laughs> like, yeah. This I is what we're doing now? This is what we yeah. do with the, the money I work for? <laughs> Buy shrimp? <laughs> but that we even real shrimp. Look at the bowl. Like, they make the monkeys look so big. That's not the bull the monkeys came in, by the way, so that's already slightly false advertising. Well, I know. Well, it does say they, they can even be trained on here, so uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would be a little skeptical there, because, like, firstly, who wants to train anything? Secondly, they can't be, because they're, uh, they're not shrimp, as you keep saying. No, they're not. Why would you need to train them if they're that smart? They look like humans. Yeah, you can train them, but they already know how to play baseball. Yeah, yeah. So included. It's all put together there in a nice package. You yeah. can train Baseball. them to uh, chew tobacco. 
<laughs> or uh, say homophobic slurs at each other while they, they play baseball poorly. <laughs> there you go. Straight 1960s. Good time. Yeah. So in the mail, you'd get this plastic aquarium and three packets. The first packet was described as a water purifier, which needed 24 hours to work its magic. The second packet was described as eggs, sea monkey eggs. And the third packet was described as vital nutrients for your sea monkey brethren. Oh, you're making me so hungry. For sea monkeys? For eggs and, and vital nutrients. For eggs. Vital nutrient eggs. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Harold claimed one fiftieth of a second was all that was needed after the second packet was added to the concoction, and then your sea monkeys would start being materialized. And, you know, nature is amazing, but one fiftieth of a second is too quick for anything to come into existence. Why would not just say within moments? Yeah. Because he wanted the ad copy to say within one fiftieth of a second. Oh, he's, so kids he's think one of those So guys. kids think they're a fucking wizard. Like, look, I created life in one fiftieth of a second. But, as I said, nature doesn't really bring things into existence in one-fiftieth of, one of a second. The trickery was in the labeling of the packets. Packet one wasn't a water purifier. It was the eggs. So you add those first, uh-huh. and then the 24 hours the water was allegedly purifying, the sea monkeys were growing up and maturing. But the thing is, those sea monkeys were translucent. Packet two wasn't actually the fucking sea monkey eggs. It was a pouch of blue dye. So when oh. you added the second packet, you start seeing them, and your dumb childhood brain thinks like, oh, one-fiftieth of a second. But they had 24 hours, and they're fucking poisoned like a blue man group. And then you can see them. So it's just, God damn I it. did this. I love these things. They're this, so yes. weird. This sounds like a yes. terrible existence. It's like it, what I imagine. Dude, imagined, you have no idea. What I imagine snoods live like. Oh, yeah, little no. existing snoods. Yeah, imagine just being like in that sack. With all your other bros, your monkey bros, and you're like, I yeah. can't wait to get dropped in some water. We can start hanging out. Yeah, dude. We can and then high like, five. You know that there was a few stragglers in there that didn't even get all the way oh, out of yeah, the bag. Def- yeah. So they just get thrown out. And <laughs> yep. it's like, fuck you. You're a disgusting pig. Uh, you're trash. You are trash. Yeah, yeah you're literally trash. trash. And the, the respected ones of you, I'm just going to spray paint. Yep. Blue. Tagged you. <laughs> And just to be fair to Harold, the third packet was indeed sea monkey food. So he's got a fucking 66% truth rate. At Did he time. make that himself? What, the sea monkey food? Yeah, was it like a little salad? <laughs> I Chopped? don't know. Everything was crystals, just to like instill like a sense of wonder. Like uh, crystal this, crystal that, crystal food. Mm, but, nom nom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, me hungry. Me hungry indeed. The shape of the aquarium, or as Harold liked to call it, the ocean zoo, was also part of the illusion. The fishbowl was designed to magnify the sea monkeys. So when you look at a sea monkey and be like, oh, they're fucking tiny, they're actually tinier than that because of like the water lens effect going on within the the fishbowl. They don't look like monkeys, though. They don't. They look like scorpions without tails. Yeah. They have 22 legs, which is weird because that means they have 11 pairs, and 11 is just a weird number to come up in nature. That's weird. Uh, Yes, the sea monkey craze was nothing more than cleverly layered parlor tricks one on top of of another, uh, scintillating ad copies, illustration, mislabeled packets, and the shape of the aquarium. And Travis, I'm sure you'll love this. Uh, piggybacking on Sea Monkey success, Harold also offered a slew of add-ons for your lovable Sea Monkey. Fuck yeah, DLC. To, DLC, there you go, to elevate and accentuate the Sea Monkey experience. 
Harold offered a sea monkey love potion, Travis. Oh my so, God, sexual monkeys in yes. the ocean. <laughs> you could get your sea monkeys to fuck and make even more sea monkeys, <laughs> allowing you to become an official sea monkey breeder. Yes. Wow. I want monkeys he, of sea to breed. Right, you'd get this potion. And on the, the packaging even me. suggested, the packaging even suggested you can breed enough sea monkeys to sell on your own. Oh, an industry. Yes. Pyramid scheme. Oh, man, I'm going to open up a whole water park, and it's just going to be these things. You just swim with these monkeys. You're going to become <laughs> yeah. one with the monkey. Go down the, the monkey water slide. And at the bottom, <laughs> guess who catches you? It's a bunch of creepy, molesting <laughs> monkeys that get stuck to the inside of your underwear because it's the 1950s, and that shit's airtight. No nets. No, no, net no nets. You can't just loosen them up. You know, they're really in there. So you got fucking monkeys crawling up your dick hole. <laughs> And that's how you make money. All the money comes from the sea monkey emergency room kit. <laughs> where where they, okay. they have thousands of sea monkeys stretcher you in after you, you've been in the pool too long and you're dying of blue dye. It's in your bloodstream now and they take care of you and they, they put a wet towel on your head and they go, don't worry, little kid. We'll be up your dick hole. They're just going to keep touching your head. Don't worry, little kid. We're just going to touch you. We're going to put gauze all over you because we don't know anything about medicine. Yeah. No, we're monkeys. We're just going to throw a bunch of shit at you. Open your mouth. Put a cotton ball in there. (laughs) I don't know. Come on down to see Monkey World. And remember, kids, shout, don't rape me. What are you doing? (laughs) I didn't hear you. getting monkey touched. Oh. Yeah. So you could be a sea monkey breeder if you wanted. But just imagine that sales pitch. Where it's, it's already a dollar twenty-five for your own packet of sea monkeys, but you have to undercut a dollar twenty-five to make a profit on it. And also, you're not providing like the fucking food or the 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 ocean aquarium. Did they sell this so, shit? Like, you got in Britain? I I think so. Yeah, I can just imagine some like lock stock, like Rugrats version of lock stock and two smoking barrels. Like, oh, I might. Got a bunch of these sea monkeys here. I've got a lorry full of sea monkeys. I like to unload. If you know bag. what I mean, mate. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I mean, like it. It seems like he built a pyramid scheme that was never meant to be executed. Yeah, like you but guys it, but can people make your did own money. Anyway. With, however you want, take the money, sell the monkeys to whatever you want. You could sell them to, a, you could make them your own prostitutes. Whatever you want to do with them, <laughs> whatever you need, just come to me. I'm your supplier. It's easy. You have a relationship <laughs> with me already. I've got your phone number. You gave it to me. It's too late. You know, it's funny. I've, I've been to a. I've been going to a lot of estate sales. You know, where dead people let you into your house and you can take things. Yeah, and yeah. You where you're finding your vintage smut, correct? Yeah. yeah. But in every uh, estate sales basement, there's always a pile of Beanie Babies, and that was uh, another that another thing. Some of them in their packaging. That was another kid scam that they oh. told you. Guess what? Don't take the tag Invest off. In it now. Don't fucking take the tag and off. And you go to these estate sales, it's like, I don't know, a dime for each beanie baby. Do you see that one really sad, like, court photo of, like, a divorcing husband and wife, like, splitting up the beanie baby collection? <laughs> like, they literally took hours. Like, no, I want quackers without the wings. That's the most valuable one. And then the other one would pick. But now it's all worthless. Yeah. So, like. Uh, all right. So, if. Here, here's. I haven't seen the picture, but if it was the guy's idea to collect them, then he deserves nothing. Yes, he deserves nothing at all. If it's a woman's deserve- idea, then he should be allowed to take them from out of spite, <laughs> because he probably had to buy them. Yeah, this is the same guy that goes and gets like the strawberry fucking pancakes. Yeah, yeah. That if he's buying them, he's done. Judges like not only 
are are you divorced and you get nothing and, and she gets to take all your money, you're going to jail for the rest <laughs> of your life. And you're not you're never gonna see a fucking strawberry again. I'm gonna put the butcher's cellmate in your cell with you and we'll yeah. see how that works. And guess what? His name is Beanie Baby. Yeah, his name is Ty. T Y. <laughs> you tell Travis. Travis wins. <laughs> yeah, his that's name good. Is Ty. Yeah. yeah, he's Ty and you become the beanie baby. I don't know. Either way, he's <laughs> yeah. gonna put his he's gonna put his testicles in your asshole. He likes doing that's that. how that's babies, his job. That's how babies are made. So you know what? He's gentle. All right, what were we talking about? Sea monkeys? <laughs> yeah, sea monkeys. Uh Harold also offered sea monkey life insurance. Oh, that's a scam. Yes. Uh, a one-time payment of a dollar twenty-five would get you life insurance for your sea monkeys. Never mind the coincidence that a dollar twenty-five is the exact <laughs> amount to reorder your sea monkey kit. But oh. it would be it would be this form that was written up in lawyer speak, which was hilarious because it added to the illusion of it being legitimate. And it would be like, I hereby and solemnly swear on my personal honor that I adhered to the care instructions for the aforementioned sea monkeys and i was not negligent in their untimely expirations and the the kick in the fucking teeth was the life insurance policy asked you to name each sea monkey before it would be honored nice Uh, so you have to just as a kid sit there and think of like 20 names to like name your dumb brine shrimp like oh samantha died dylan was my favorite one yeah, he had to have that document in there because boomer children were sadistic as fuck. They were like sticking thumbtacks in their mouths and like, you know, pouring battery acid on shit. You know, they're trying yeah. to kill these old monkeys of the sea. Yeah. I dare you to chug the sea monkey. It's always like aquarium. whenever you talk to someone older, they're like, I almost blew my hand off twice when I was playing with firecrackers over my sister's head. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know your deaf aunt. <laughs> Me. This is a this is a rough generation. Oh, get might as well insure them. <laughs> Wait for it. My favorite sea monkey add-on was the offer valid for sixteen dollars, a hundred and forty bucks back in the day. You could become a doctorate of denizens of the deep, a diploma straight from the crustacean college, certifying you. As a member of a secret society of sea monkey scientists, hmm. you could you could get a diploma, a sea monkey diploma for a hundred and forty bucks back in the day. I, I mean, that's a way better deal than the the diplomas they give out in some of these liberal arts schools. <laughs> yeah, I've got one. Those just sit there too, and and they just spell idiot differently. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's like some old timey English enunciation. <laughs> Right? Graduate. Like, what? <laughs> I think there's some, like, fucking, like, shoulder hair length, like, son that lives in a basement, and his mother is not shutting up about how he should get his degree. And in all earnestly, he's like, Mom, look, I got one. Shut up about it now. <laughs> and then she's like, You spent $16 on that? All right, now then go get a fucking job. Get out of my house. Stop eating yeah, my go- white bread. <laughs> Perfectly said. I was going to add on to that. Go hang out with your monkey friends that are actually shrimp. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Let me get shrimp. This whole episode, I just want to get shrimp. Let me get shrimp. I got no shrimp. Send for me shrimp through the internet. Yes. Patreon.com. Send Travis a pallet of shrimp. I was actually, today, fun. I was talking about, uh, you know, like how Spotify, you get music anywhere, right? 
subscription-based yeah. internet shrimp company. What, it just comes out of your earbuds? Yeah, like, it comes out of any holes to go with shrimp. It comes out of whatever audio jack, USB jack. Only $7 a month, unlimited shrimp, digital shrimp. Well, what about uh, if we develop... What if we developed a 3D printer that had a reservoir of salt water and just, like, general meat? <laughs> and then it would just print shrimp for you out of whatever meat and then, like, uh, the brine that it created with the salt water. Yeah. That's sick, the dude. tartar sauce. That's great. I think we need to start Perfect. Shrimpify right now. And it's more like, instead of it being a delivery service like Shrimpify, it's more of like a uh, one of those automatic coffee makers, you know, wakes you up in the morning. Oh, like a Keurig. Mm -mm, so good. No. Oh, that's the cup I'm looking for. But Time. you wake up, you get home from work, and there's, like, 40 shrimp ready for you to eat. Yeah, but I was saying we have to we have to do a subscription. Think about the investors, Tom. We need to have it subscription-based. Okay. Well, Travis has me sold. We send them the refill packets, like Oh, uh, like purple a soda carrot. stream. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, right. we send them the 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 meat content or like Harry Shave the carbon. Club. Yeah, and then like, oh man. yeah, yeah, Travis, it's it, it's it, it's the replaceable head of the shrimp. You have to save the tail, <laughs> and then you clip on a new shrimp and then take a bite. Yeah, yeah, dude. I love There's a this. bunch of plastic tails. <laughs> you yeah. put them in a fucking. You put them in a little muffin tray. Yeah, and it sounds it sounds like a Lego. Mm, yummy shrimps. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a shrimp omelet for breakfast uh, again. <laughs> you still have to click the tail on and remove it for each yeah. one. Of course, you don't want to throw those out. No. No, you need those. Cut down on your carbon footprint. Yeah. And just so you know, Harold Von Braunhut is not a one-trick pony. The sea monkeys are his first big, wildly lucrative trick. Uh, through the 1960s, he'd market all types of junk toys through the back of comics. Harold invented those dolls whose eyes would close when you lay them down. So he's... Uh, did did he have the patent on that? Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. it's, it's that guy. He's so like you know all those ghost hunter clips of like the doll's eyes like flickering open. Harold, Harold's behind that bullshit. So yeah, but that, that's like a huge moneymaker because like didn't American Girl dolls use that technology? Yeah, they still do that. This, this by the way, this this guy died fucking loaded from like a bunch of this shit. Did he make that? There you go. That what's the like. You put the the crystal castles where it's just like makes boogers of crystals that drip in water. Ever seen those things? Uh, he did something like that. I'll get to okay. that in a minute, but he did something like that. Uh, believe it or not, Harold also invented those hokey X-ray specs. Remember those? That's Harold too. I kind of want to buy a pair of those right now. I fell for those. I honestly fell for those as a childhood boy. Yeah, because you want to see tits. Yeah, exactly. Or dick, I whatever you actually, into. I actually didn't care for that i mean I, I i love tits but like i like it was marketed you could see the bones in your hands so i'm just like well i don't want to see like girl bones because those are probably the same as my bones tits aren't made of bones and i, I just I, it didn't occur to me to use it to look through clothing because it seemed like you could just look through flesh with it well I'm, i want to see tits i want to see them today so i'm gonna buy <laughs> yeah. some right now it didn't work <laughs> they did not work all right well I'm, it was, I don't it was know. an interesting illusion I know you're a skeptic, but uh, I mean the monkeys worked as far as I yeah yeah as far I as I can see. see so I gotta try them out. I gotta try eyes worked. Let me see if I can get these X-rays right now. Harold also came up with a wacky doodad called the Crazy Crabs, Travis. Oh, crabs! Yes, another instant pet that could survive the postal service shipping process. They were literally just hermit crabs with decorated shells. I thought you were gonna say they were like <laughs> pubic crabs. 
Because no, I'm sure those, those are gross. Those would survive the postal service too. How much would you pay for pubic crabs, Travis? <laughs> I don't know. People are are pe- buying shrimp you can't even eat because they're so small. All right. <laughs> Harold claimed crazy crabs to be gentle as a pussy cat, didn't need water, and you know you could. Most of Harold's ad copy was just like, astound your friends with this bullshit. So it was a major selling point for a lot of the things. Um, one of the things that you might have been talking about earlier, Travis, was um, a line of toys called Hair Raising Monsters. And they were collectible cards of like monsters. And if you like sprinkled water on them, the like crystal fibers would like push up out of the cards as if it was like the actual fur of the monsters. Oh, that's weird. No, that wasn't what so I was talking kind of, about, but yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it was actually interesting. It did what it was claimed to do and, you know, you know, 80 like fucking boys back in the day like, "Oh yeah, creepy crawlies, gross monsters, hair." Huh. Sounds good. And my personal favorite, the invisible goldfish. Oh, yeah, dude. Guaranteed. Guaranteed to never be seen in the fishbowl. <laughs> Lifetime guarantee you would never see the goldfish in the fishbowl. Is that just water he's selling people? It was a fishbowl and fish food. And I, I think it was a mistake selling the fish food because at a certain point, the fucking fishbowl will literally just be full of fish food and you can tell there's nothing eating. There's there's nothing in the bowl that actually needs sustenance. That probably smells I really bad. I suppose uh, my fish is dead. I still can't see him, but he's still dead. Guaranteed invisible. Can't ever see it. So yes, the invisible goldfish was just a fishbowl. Oh, that's sick. That's like Pet Rock. Did he do Pet Rock? No, he did not do Pet Rock. Hmm. But he is a... He's a trickster. He's selling invisible goldfish that aren't actually fucking there. Uh, the 1970s roll around, and Harold is making bank on selling shrimp eggs <laughs> and other flim-flam doodads. He thinks long and hard and wonders what else he can market to the average American buffoon. And let's shift the target demographic away from kids to adults. Oh, are we talking porn? They have a wee bit more income. Uh, porn, not yet, Travis. Oh, oh. But... And they're much stupider than kids. <laughs> yes. Problem is, there's no more childhood wonder associated with adults, and you can't appeal to that anymore because they're adults. Uh, let's pray off adulthood paranoia and insecurities instead. So, Harold invented something called the Kyoga M5 Telescopic Whip. It sounds so uh, science boy. The fucking ad for the Kyoga M5 Telescopic Whip. <laughs> Look at that. That's a... That's cool ad. That is cool. Isn't great? Isn't ad. that shit? You don't need a that's gun. That's the thing they have in fucking watchdogs. Uh, that was a that was a telescopic baton. It was actually like not flimsy. This thing, I want you to imagine like a sprungy doorstop that's two feet long. Oh, that's what this is. That's not what the ad's telling me. This isn't like a police baton. It's like a police baton, but it flexes, hence the whip title. Oh, um, that's dumb. That's stupid. So it, it, it springs out like the, the telescopic nightstick, but it's more of a, it's, it, the best way to describe it is, as I said, a, a two foot long sprungy doorstop. I also like that he gave it a vaguely Asian name to make it sound the like it works. Yes. Okay, very good, Travis. So, the Kyoga was a vital tool to deal with muggers, would-be sexual assailants, and minorities in general. It was $19.95 plus $2 of shipping and handling. 
I mean, it's uh, worth it because yeah. w- what else are you going to protect your family with? Uh, we got, you don't we need got, a gun. Look, look at the look at the title of the ad. You don't need a gun. Yeah, you don't even need a gun. You don't need a gun. Need you a gun. should have a gun uh, because this <laughs> doesn't do anything. But if you didn't want one, yeah, this is the this is the weapon for you, which is uh, basically a piece of shit. <laughs> yes, it was a piece of shit. Uh, I want you to imagine this is the same guy that disappoints kids with X-ray specs, fucking like sea monkeys and fucking invisible goldfish. He's making weapons. To use in a life or death situation now. Same right. fucking guy. All right. Okay. So it was marketed as a breakthrough in self defense technology that didn't require a firearm license. It's like maybe some people that have lost a firearm license shouldn't have fucking weapons at all. Yeah, but Harold. shouldn't it have? Don't you need a whip license? No, you don't need. There's, there's no real, such thing as a no, whip. Uh, it doesn't. I mean, it, it doesn't I, matter. No, no, you, you I don't know what hammer. you're doing in your BDSM dungeons, Travis. You don't. No, need a but whip I'm just saying that. Things. I'm just saying. Like when I was a kid, I watched Indiana Jones. I asked for a whip, and my parents gave me a real whip. <laughs> and I remember hitting myself with the whip, and it hurt. You I'm need a license. Were, were you, you turned on? Were you turned no, on? No, it hit yeah. me in the face. Yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah. It hit you in the face. And it hurt in your boner <laughs> yeah. the first time you sprung. My, I, my I just see Travis. Hurts. Yeah, I just see Travis like trying to do the whip. It hits him right between his eyes, and he's just like, I feel like wearing leather pants right now. <laughs> All right, that was the fucking moment that Travis decided that archaeology was a good idea. Yeah, that was well, it. When I hit he's just, myself like, in the face, whipped himself in the head. I want to like dig it from the ground. <laughs> yeah, I should get a small Asian child as a sidekick. No, kit. actually, it was when I did archaeology in my grandma's backyard. I dug a really big hole and I found toys. And then my grandma yelled at me because I dug a really big hole in the yard. And those yeah. toys were what? Cat turds? <laughs> no, they were like from the twenties, dog. I was doing archaeology. No, you didn't find toys. You found tuna cans. <laughs> You found tetanus. Garbage. You found garbage, Travis. I'll show you my toys. (laughs) You still have your toys? I do. Stop it. I have them in a Ziploc baggie. All right. I don't want to see your cat turds. (laughs) Patreon.com. Put it up there. Okay. So this thing was marketed as a breakthrough in self-defense technology that didn't require a firearm license, as I said. It was paradoxically described as solid steel and telescopic at the same time. You can't have both of those. Either It either folds up or stays put as a solid piece. In reality, Very interesting. In reality, it was not a great self-defense weapon. Big surprise. Uh, Travis, my friend, you are into medieval shit, so please uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. But uh, when a boy swings a sword or cudgel-like instrument of death, there's like a butter zone that you want to strike your opponent with on the weapon. Oh, yeah. Well, every, it's like, every weapon has like a point of balance, right? So like the closer... Like if you're holding a, if you, it's basically if you stick a sword out, you can balance it at a certain point. That's like mm-hmm. the point of balance, right? And you want it to be closer to the handguard because then you'll have more momentum, and that's like where the sweet spot is, where you're gonna like. Yeah. So where do you like? Where would you like want to crack a fucker with like a claymore? I've heard it's like around two thirds yeah, the way up not, the sword is where you want to like smash the guy. Yeah. You guys are fucking nerds. Uh, where's the balance Science. point on a bullet? Tom, it's my right to bear claymore arms. Yeah, yeah, it's your. Arms. Go for it. Yeah, no. What like, are you? What are we even talking about? We, What's going? You don't want to okay. smack people, Cody. I'm sorry. What was this no, question? No. Why are you getting riled up? Ready, ready. When you because when you fucking swing a sword in an arc, the the the, the point you want to the butter zone you want to hit a fucker with is about two thirds the way up because it's 
very fast moving and it's also like not the tip which is like a little bit more fragile than the rest of the sword so you want to hit a fucker you want to crack a skull two-thirds up with the Kyoga, it's not so much a butter zone as a fucking mandatory zone to strike a fucker with because it's springy so, oh, so so if you don't it, hit there, well, you're done. Just yes. think about it, For Tom. A, if I came running at you with a big black dildo, yes, and I was gonna hit you with it, and like, where would it hurt the most? I, I'd want to hit dildo'd. you with like the di- the extra long dickhead dickhead where the vein is. If I, I have several guns, you wouldn't be able to get close to me. If I missed, I'm just gonna smack the bottom of the shaft, and yes, and the back of the yes. dick will slap you in the back of the head. You'll be like, oh, that's funny. Very good, Travis. For whatever reason, if your assailant had forearms, he could just block low on the Kyoga whip, and the rest of the whip would just sprung around. That's great. So, yeah. you know, that's so why you have to have a gun. That's why you have to have a gun or something that isn't a, a wet fucking noodle of a defense weapon. I'm sorry, Even Tom. Mace. I know you're trying to make a joke here, but who's the only one that has a gun? Me. And it's a... It's a, a, a flintlock. Travis, you haven't seen me in a while. You know nothing of my gun ownership. You have a lot of guns now? He's well, got he a, Jeep. a Jeep. I'm not, oh, I'm not talking about it. I have, a, I have a Jeep. I have a Jeep. It came with a gun. That's a gun. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> now, was it buy the gun and get the Jeep or buy the Jeep and get the gun? It came in a gun safe, and you have yeah. to pick the lock, and that's yours. You're smart you enough to not operate water. a gun because you can pick a lock. You got a Jeep. So I, I, I did that already. I own Now I own a gun. And uh, we have to crack down. I'm, on I'm these... gonna go make money with it. I don't know how, but I'm gonna go shoot my way to the top. We have to crack down on these Jeep shows. Could you imagine if I get a like a knock on the door one day? Yeah, someone calls me out for being a terrorist because I just said I'm gonna shoot my way to the top. <laughs> It'll happen. Oh my god! I guess you saw the Joker too many times. This white man is going to be a modern day terrorist. Oh, put him down. He has a podcast with a white supremacist named Travis Lee. I'm not a white supremacist. <laughs> oh my god! I love all different all right. types of booties and butts. All right, there easy. you go. You see, Tom. It's easy. The public doesn't know that, though. The public knows everything about me. I'm an open book. I wear my heart. I wear yeah. my dick on my sleeve. You do love everyone. You're you're kind of creepy about it, but <laughs> not a not a drop of hate in your heart. Yeah, Travis loves them slanty Korean ass cheeks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I can't argue with that. All right. Let's, let's see move if that along. sticks into the episode. Yeah. Um, so it's the Kyoga M5 whip. It's like this dumb fucking self-defense weapon and i like to it's so ineffective i like to imagine a scenario where like this is the 70s like imagine a daughter just going off to like a disco and she's like saying good night to her dad he's like oh dad bye dad i'm going to the disco i don't care for you don't forget your tampons (laughs) i want you to imagine the dad is jerry stiller right Okay. okay, and he's just like cindy i want you to take the Cayuga m5 with you (laughs) no buts no buts they wouldn't have patented this if it didn't work your cousin would have killed to take one of these to Vietnam with him. Like, take the Kyoga M5 with you. And she's just like, Dad, this thing sucks. I'm sure like, you can think of some other it's, interesting it's, things to do with the Kyoga M5 if you're a lady. No, self-flagellate. Um, so, again, it's a two-foot springy door stop that you'd have to fend off an assailant with. Uh, personal thought, but if you market a limp metal noodle as a quote-unquote impenetrable shield of solid steel, there's probably some indirect blood on your hands. Some poor schmuck might have been stabbed to death after he decided to stand his ground with the Kyoga instead of running for his life. And his last thoughts, just before he departs his mortal coil, would be, 
Maybe I'm in the 90-day return period still. <laughs> I hope this works, Sea Monkey Man. <laughs> yeah. Wait. You got you got a life insurance policy for me, too? Oh, yeah, there you go. It, it, I'm about to stand up for my rights. Was there with any... A, with a door spring. Was there any incident where somebody used this in self-defense that recorded... I couldn't find... I, I couldn't find one. Okay. But there was probably... A great reason these weren't well, wide, wide, widely used. Well, yeah, I'm just seeing this alongside those, like, whenever you go to, like, some, I don't know, place that sells bongs, and they have all those, like, swords and shit, and it's like... Oh, yeah. It's got, like... Oh, Gas station knives. Yeah, it's got, like, oh, my God, check out the switchblade that they have, and then this, what, this sword's got seven spikes on it. Like, that's where their Kyoga yeah. is going to be. Yep, yep. I get it. I, I totally get it. But also, if you have any brain at all, you would just know a small rock, even a pebble, would be more useful. Yes. it's. I feel it would be actually a hindrance. Like, yeah. if I had a Kyoga and a mugger came after me, I would throw the Kyoga at him <laughs> and then, like, do hand-to-hand combat shittily. Like, that's the kind yeah, you of get, you get efficiency beat up, I expect. But, like, yeah. you're, you're really gambling on the toss. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, that's it's, my... It's, I'm putting it all out there. Everything on I got black. one good throw... I hope this gets you in the eye or the dick region. Yeah. 1979 rolls around, and Harold would actually be stopped by LaGuardia Airport security as he tried to board a flight with a case packed of a half a dozen of these things. He was arrested and even thrown in fucking jail, attempting to transport undeclared weapons. Really? However, his legal defense got the charges dropped when the laughable self-defense gadgets failed to even fit the legal criteria of a bludgeon. (laughs) So his lawyer's nice. like, these things are such a piece of shit. They're not even heavy enough to kill somebody with. Let my guy go. And Harold was just like, yeah. they don't work. <laughs> like, my shit doesn't work. Bye. You never know, man. Maybe they bribed the uh, jury with free sea monkeys. Free sea monkeys. Yeah. Good carrot to the stick. You did it. That's it. That's you it. Wanna, you want to. Yeah, but it's like, Tom, do you want to be on the Supreme Court? Just give Trump some seat monkeys. You should get in there. Could you imagine if, like, Trump had an aquarium put into the White House, a sick, beautiful aquarium, and the only yeah. animal in it, it was just coral and sea monkeys? <laughs> you know that. He was a rich kid. He definitely got had a bunch of sea monkeys. He's a demographic. Yeah. He, he got the life insurance on them, too, probably. What made him such a real man was that his dad let him care about them and then picked up the glass of monkey and just threw it out the window and was like, you have to get your own now. Yeah, I bought those. Time for you <laughs> to become a man. <laughs> do what I want with these shrimp. Hmm, that's, get, that get, that's very reminiscent of uh, putting your German shepherd out of its misery. Yeah. Oh, old yeller. <laughs> discipline is the key. What you do with the discipline is up to you. You're your own man. Look at that. 1980 rolls around and Harold relocates to Maryland from New York City. So, short trip, different... Uh, Different New England state. Uh, not New England. Neither of those are New England. There you go. Yeah. None of those are. Yeah. I'm <laughs> uh, North. Mid-Atlantic. Northeast. Easterly state. Thank you. That that works. Uh, uh, the Kyoga M5 would return to be another source of drama for Harold in his life. Uh, the Kyoga ad had been curiously appearing in uh, ideological pamphlets circulated by the Aryan nations. Ah. It's just like the ad would just be in the back, and it's like, oh, uh, what's this about? Maybe uh, Harold uh, <laughs> didn't vet uh, his PR person, right? He's like, oh, they, 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 didn't, they weren't paying attention on what box they ticked off uh, you know, for the ad to circulate. I mean, only dumb skinheads that buy those gas station knives are going to buy the Kyoto M4. Kyoto. Yeah, like the, the 
those those gas station knives they're sold to 15 year olds 16 year olds once you're like you can get away with it until you're 18 after that you just happen to be a white supremacist <laughs> accidentally <laughs> oops. oops yeah so they got this thing and it's it's got like that sparky thing in the uh yeah, yeah. the advertisement it looks like a fucking um yeah, it looks like a taser, actually, in the fucking ad. Yeah, it's all sparking. It's just like, you know, chase away the dark with the spark. There you go. So he's just like, oh, maybe uh, he didn't uh, pay attention to, like, what boxes he checked for where he wants his ad to appear. But I don't know there, if it works uh, like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, No, no, it, because it doesn't work like that. Confirmed. So, like, don't think like that. That is erroneous thinking. Because for whatever reason, if you included the letters A-N after your name on the order slip, you would get a rebate or a discount. A-N standing for Aryan Nations. What? Oh. Yeah. So, and if you start pulling on this Aryan Nation threads, the man that is Harold Bronhut begins to unravel in a very ugly way. I thought he was Jewish. Shh. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> All right. Remind the neo-Nazis. All right. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> so... A little digging, and you'll see the name Harold von Braunhut billed as a major contributor during Aryan Nation fundraisers. He was given the dubious honor of lighting a burning cross at ceremonies and during the meetings. There were reports of Harold brokering a $12,000 arms deal for an Ohio-based faction of the Aryan Nations. And that brings up this next very unsavory archival footage of a speaker during an Aryan Nations Congress. It's the last YouTube link in the chat all right now the audio might be dodgy because it is a camcorder from you know pre-2000s three two one egg sandwich the badge of our order is not a swastika it's not a clown force it's for a white skin hell different the niggers hate the white race the jews hate christians they're the enemy they hate us um, the speaker says, The badge of our honor is not a swastika. It's not the Klan cross. It's our white skin. The niggers hate the white race. The Jews hate the Christians. They're the enemy, not us. Yet we're supposed to love them. And if you're wondering who the fuck is this crazy old coot that's spewing racial bullshit, he self-identifies as a man named Hendrik von Braun. And it's just like, whoa, that's that's uh, real close to Harold uh, von Braun. He's a big Jimi Hendrix or, fan. Yes. So it's not. <laughs> it's no longer Harold. Yeah. It's no longer Harold. It's Hendrick, and it's no longer von Braunhut. It's just simply von Braun. You know, man, why why pull any punches? Just go right for the Heinrich. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's probably what he was thinking. But if you're thinking like, oh, these can be two different men that just have similar sounding names, I would like to remind you that Hendrick's address for correspondence from the Aryan Nation was the exact same post office box you'd send your sea monkey orders to. Oh! Yeah, so um, this fucker would go down on like a Tuesday, key open his P.O. box, take dollars from like the starry-eyed children of America, and then also get hate mail. Or receive KKK correspondence, right? In the poorly same written of letters, somehow probably worse spelling than the children's yes. handwriting. Yeah, it's weird how that works. <laughs> you am right. Them darkies, him gotta go. 
uh, can you please send me a little more packets of them purifying waters? <laughs> they was delicious. Purify. I tried to get them sea monkeys to swim in Mountain Dew. P.S. I love Mountain Dew. I drank the sea monkeys. Send more sea monkeys. And Mountain Dew. Hey, you know what P.S. stands for? It stands for please stay. <laughs> Very <laughs> Gotta good. Gotta keep reading. So that's a lot of fun, actually, because um, white supremacists are the... Are the um, the biggest clowns. Yeah. Yes. Very good. So do you think that our boy gave David Duke a little tuggy? I don't know who that is. David Duke is the uh, the Grand Wizard of the KKK. Oh, yeah, lovely. he's old enough. Maybe, yeah. He's old enough. He's around the 80s. Yes. He was a, yeah, he was around for quite some time. He's a very interesting man. Grand Wizard of racism. But I don't mean interesting like you should listen to him. Just no. Man. Peculiar. Wow. <laughs> very <laughs> yeah. peculiar. Yeah. Would be so, a good good stair meet, you know? Mm. <laughs> Someone fun to watch fall yeah, down the watching. stairs. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Oh, Tom, history predicting with falling downstairs. Uh, oh, wait. <laughs> when our boy Hendrick wasn't referring to various minorities as quote-unquote mud people, Ew. he would Jesus often Christ. get sidetracked when in his Aryan Nation speeches tangenting into trivia regarding pyramids and numerology. So he kind of went full history channel when you didn't keep him on script. Well, that makes sense with being one of those Aryan boys. I mean, they're all into that weird occult shit. Hitler's still alive in a bunker in in Venezuela or Argentina. Jersey. It goes hand in hand. And it's funny, too, because, like, Nazis, they had so much time on their hands and they invested so much into, like, the weird occult. Yep. Like, some theories of theirs, they're not, like, strictly Nazi shit. They just adopted them. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Numerology being a, a perfect case of that, where it's like, all right, this totally moronic thing that people believe in today. I'm sorry if any of our listeners are into that, but it's, <laughs> you know, come on. Um, <laughs> Stop listening to that. Listen to more of us. Okay, you're four years old. You were born on the fourth month, which means you are four. <laughs> and you cannot drive. Good. Shit like that. Yeah. Um, numerology. No, I, I don't know. Someone was explaining to me in detail, and I, I kind of like had a brain aneurysm. It's um, more or less astrology, right? But what I'm saying is like that's that's one of those things that uh, like uh, white girls and Nazis alike, and yeah, there you go. Yep. Just like a range of, and when I say white girls, I mean white girls who love big black cock. Wait, is that like pumpkin spice? <laughs> cock. Is that like getting a yeah. mandala neck tattoo? Kind of. And then thinking Nelson... And I mean, then, you're and not then a getting, Nazi getting if you have one of you those. Nelson Mandela got one? Yeah, that's why. <laughs> Nelson <laughs> Mandela. Sound. Mandela. Oh, yes. I like Nelson Mandela's art. <laughs> it's crazy. He tapped into Indian folklore and was that's a Morgan dream Freeman. catcher. And then he was also Bearstein Bear. <laughs> Do you know that the Bearstein Bears never existed? Yeah, what? did you know that macaroni and cheese is actually just a type of spaghetti? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, Aryan Nation's spokesman, Floyd Cochran, once stated Hendrick had, quote, a rather large nose for a person from Aryan Nations. So it's just like... Oh, they're, mm, they're catching on. Something's, something's not right with this uh, here Aryan Nations guy. Yep. The head of Aryan Nations was some dolt who went by the name of Richard Butler. Hendrick and Richard would be the best of buds. Oh, you mean Dick Butt? <laughs> Dick Butt. Dick Butt. Yep. There you go. <laughs> that's where he comes from. I didn't even from. see that. Yeah, that's, he's Aryan Nations. <laughs> Him when and Pepe, what the fuck? 
Pepe. Our memes, no. Our Stay memes are out. all white supremacide. It's bad. Uh, when uh, your boy Richard came under fire for sedition charges against the United States, Hendrick would pledge a percentage of Kyoga sales to Richard's defense fund. So we literally have our subject tonight being like trying to literally bail neo-Nazis out of federal charges. And it's ooh, bad. When Richard's wife passed away, Hendrick officiated the funeral parading as a frocked priest. So he's not ordained or anything, but he's there with like the little white, the white blip on his neck being like, oh, she was a good woman that was married to a supremacist. He's a king shrimp. You don't need to be a priest if you're king shrimp. <laughs> no. Uh, but also, I know we're kind of past the white supremacist joke thing, but would Nazis, like German Nazis, the Nazis, all prim and proper, like these bumblefuck, like... Oh, OG Nazis liking like the, the SoundCloud Nazis? Is that what you're asking? Well, the, yeah, the, the, the Aryan-American... <laughs> SoundCloud yeah, Nazis. SoundCloud Nazis. <laughs> no, uh, OG you know Nazis I mean? would fucking hate SoundCloud Nazis. Yeah, Travis. because they're like borderline... Um, what's that word that people are using? Uh, retarded. <laughs> yeah, there you <we> go. <laughs> they're all, it's like, you know, Hitler was like going to build the biggest dome in Europe. And it's a stand in the grandeur, whatever. And like these people are living in a double wide, and they're like, "I am living yep. in white opulence." Yeah. Oh, fango, please. Yeah. More fango. More fango. <laughs> so when Harold's racist skeleton flopped out of the closet into public spotlight, Harold's business partners would hit him up and be like, "Dude, what the fuck is going on here?" And Harold would doggedly deny the claims. However, in the same figurative breath, Harold would state. Hitler wasn't a bad guy. He just got bad press. Uh, 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 I don't know. Uh, not the keenest defenses. Yeah, that's on not very behalf. good. <laughs> the guy not, can not sell a... shit in magazines, but I don't know if he's. He, he knows. He knows good press and showmanship, and he's thinking. Her- he's like, uh, fucking Hitler just dropped the ball with it. What you really need to do is see past all the shitty press he's got. All the genocide. All the bad press. Just look right through it. You know what would help you? A pair of these x-ray specs. You can <laughs> look, look at this. right through the goddamn paper and make up your own mind. No necessary. You can't even read because you can look right through the ink. <laughs> there you go. The media had a figurative field day airing Harold's dirty laundry in full public view. One searing article branded him as a slimeball hypocrite when they uncovered his humble Jewish upbringing. And this is, <laughs> they really uh, stuck it to that guy. Yeah. Uh, my favorite quote of this entire presentation is, one of Harold's cousins came out of the woodwork and went on public record to mockingly jab, hey, I attended that neo-Nazi's bar mitzvah. <laughs> nice. Was nice. he a writer? <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. But just like, hey, Oof. I went to that guy's uh, bar mitzvah there. <laughs> Unfortunately, and alas, this is capitalistic America. And Harold's relationships with his business associates and the Aryan nations did not suffer any profound detriment. Harold was just too fucking rich for that. The Aryan nations allowed Hendrick to keep his seat due, his, due to his financial contributions. His business partners played dumb and said Harold's word denying the involvement with the Aryan nations should be honored and taken at face value. It's like, hey, he said he wasn't a Nazi, so mind your own business. Wait, that's, that a, that's the Aryan nation saying, oh, don't worry, he's not a Nazi. We know. No, no, no. <laughs> hey, the business partners were like, hey, he said oh, he wasn't okay. a Nazi. 
leave him alone. Let him continue doing well, business. That's the power Let that of millionaire. Money. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Both sides are totally guilty. Well, he's got enough money, enough pull, all that shit. And the Aryans are like, well, he might be Jewish and his cock is really big. Yep. Yep. But he's allowed to stay because he's got this money, and we use it, and we uh, we buy yep, uh, yep, yep. bed sheets, right? We, we whatever the hell we is. talked about yeah. on uh, bed sheets. We cut eye holes into on the Fritz yeah. Lang episode. We talked about the honor honorary Aryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. With uh, <laughs> oh, a yeah, game. coming from behind and wrapping a a purple ribbon of of foreskin <laughs> around Gross. the. Uh, the Jew in question. Now you're an Please. honorary Aryan. Mm -hmm. You get to hang out at the big boy table. Just don't touch me. Stay away from the kitchen. Don't don't mind the methamphetamine. Yeah, stay away from the oven. Get away from there. Don't worry. Not everyone's got to understand this. You might get a little elbow shoving every now and then, but <laughs> don't worry. The guys up top know. We're all on the same page. We all want you in the club. Would you mind writing us a check? We were going to buy a wheelbarrow full of burning crosses. <laughs> they come like that. Yes, it comes burning. It's weird. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, business partner of Harold and vice president of Exploratoy goes by the name of George Atamian. And George Atamian says Harold signed, sealed, and sent a letter officially denying any involvement with the white supremacist groups. When an investigative journalist asked to see the letter in question, Atamian apologized that he couldn't send it as the fax machine was out of paper. Mm. <laughs> Can't do it. And and just for all you Zoomers out there that don't know, a fax machine doesn't need paper to send a fax. It needs one to receive a fax. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best. This is the yeah. best guy. This is my favorite racist ever. Yeah. <laughs> I love this guy. I love his team. I love his team of morons. I like that this guy sold shrimp. <laughs> Fake shrimp. Wait, did he start in the in the 90s and early 2000s? Did he start Bubba Gump Shrimp Company? No, that was not him. Uh, okay, yeah. just making sure. So he's got everyone pulling strings for him, and he doesn't get into too much trouble other than just a falling out with the public. And not too much else is known about Harold as he rides out uh, the rest of his shitty life. You tend to keep out of the media when you're outed as a vocal racist. Who fucking knew? Uh, details are murky, but circa 1988, for whatever reason, Harold falls off his estate's balcony and ruptures his gallbladder on impact. Ah! So, <laughs> oh my god, he's trying to reach that tree shrimp! Oh! <laughs> oh <no. laughs> so, keep in mind, he's clumsy and prone to falls. That'll come into play later. Uh, oh no, this bruise is gonna make me less white! <laughs> <laughs> what color's that? Off-white? Harold establishes a wildlife conservation in Maryland. That's where he's fucking getting comfortable now. Oh, so he out. doesn't care about humans, but he cares about animals. All colors of animals. Yeah. Right. Especially the blue ones. Yeah. <laughs> the artificially blue ones. Uh, sea monkeys still sold strong throughout the 90s, but they did experience a dip in sales when the Super Soaker came out. So more kids were like, Super Soaker, please, instead of Sea Monkeys, please. Yeah, I'm tired of my water not going anywhere. I want to shoot it in my friend's face and load I'm, my piss into this thing. Yeah, I'm just imagining if you put the sea monkeys into the super soaker and then start heading people with brine shrimp. Cody, that's how that's how babies are born. No. No. Yeah. That's not true. Travis, um, why are you taking pictures? I'm just because I'm going to post an Ali G picture of you. <laughs> that look like a dick. <laughs> 
History is unsure of the dates, but Harold is twice married during his life. The second marriage to one Yolanda Signorelli, softcore adult film actress. She has a great set of baps. And Travis, if you could share the baps with us. Cody, why are you trying to get me hard towards the end of the episode? Look You're at supposed her boobs. Do it in the beginning great. of the episode so no. I get stiff. No, you're supposed to stay stiff from the fucking sea monkeys. But here we have... What the fuck's she doing with them? Oh, what's going on here? Cool, baby. Cool it, baby. Yeah. Keep it cool. Why? So, yeah, what? That's not... What is she trying to do? She's trying to put her nipple up, upside down? You know, She's trying I, to I, make a scarf from her boobs. It looks like she was doing something sexy, but then like in the middle of... You know, you know when you take a picture of someone, they're sneezing, or they look like a <laughs> yeah. piece of shit. She looks like a hot girl in the middle of that. I, I like them. Nice baps. Good baps. They're great. No, no, no they, they look great, great in all the other shots. Oh yeah, the second think, shot you're sending I me. I don't think they're real though. Those are real. No, 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 no. Nice Italian boobs. 1990 you, boobs. It looks like. Dude, they didn't have that technology what back you, then. I'm just uh, doing. They, you can see uh, some scarring underneath the boob right there. Is this what this is going to devolve into, no. gentlemen? I'm just saying no, that can't. I just did something about uh, a, a, you know, boob jobs. This is yeah, those are not boob jobs. Uh, might be uh, under the I don't know, maybe. No, back then they were way too Christmas ornamenty. That looks like a boob. That looks like a real boob. All right, maybe. It doesn't help that she's like fondling. Yeah, maybe just the fondle. That's kind of no. Weird. Look, all right, on the second picture you sent, look yeah. at the top right. Where she's looking away. Look at the way that boob hangs. Yeah, but then I like how I can see the, the nudes boob. reflecting off of Tom's glasses. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't know. Maybe they're real. Look at that. Look at that, YouTube. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's see. I wonder get. if we can get suspended for that. Oh, let's try it. Hold on. <laughs> let's see. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> Just a 31 year old man inspecting science. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so wait, who's this bitch? Uh, I got, I got second wife. Oh, okay, I just you this showed me titties. Wife. I forgot about everything. We just wanted to see this white supremacist <laughs> hot wife. Yes. Okay. So Yolanda Signorelli, who would become a spokes, very effective spokeswoman for the Sea Monkey campaign. I, I wonder why. That's when he dies. That's her empire. Her empire. Very, uh, I hurt myself today. This empire of shrimp. Try to hurt it all away, but I remembered it's just brine shrimp. <laughs> there you go. I just remembered how it was that thing. <laughs> what have I become, my dearest boob job? Man, I love Nirvana. Was that that? I couldn't tell. It was Ramstein. Cool. So. Uh, the last patent Harold would file on his shitty life would be in 2001. A wristwatch fitted with a sea monkey habitat that could sustain exactly two sea monkeys for exactly 24 hours. Now, <laughs> that, that's wait, that's normal. like that's like those fucking disco boots that have goldfish in them. Yes. Now, I've never been to hell, but that sounds like a perfect <laughs> definition to me. Not only are you trapped in a resource scarce environment that literally counts down the remaining minutes of your lifespan, there's someone else in there with you. Yeah. Yeah. Just- like. <laughs> Like the introvert in me is just like, God damn it, dude! You there's someone in here with you me. can't. Sh- well, I guess, I guess we have to kiss. Yeah, you can't treat shrimp that way. You gotta be nice to them. You gotta like gently put them into your anus, keep them there for warmth, 
What? They don't belong on your wrist. Are you incubating shrimp? I'm not incubating, dude. That's just how they live. I'm not trying to change biology. Good. Fair enough. You can't. <laughs> Fair enough. One step ahead of where we, I thought we were. <laughs> Which is square zero. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, towards the end of his life, he was working on marketing pet lobsters and an instant frog kit. I totally got a pet lobster, and I totally know what an innocent frog is. Innocent frog? Instant frog, Travis. <laughs> I know what an innocent <laughs> frog is. This frog has committed zero crimes. <laughs> this frog is not a white supremacist. Pays his taxes. It's green. <laughs> Normal frog, not a rapist, has never mugged anyone. Hashtag Pepe. Zero child porn on its computer. Look at that. Innocent frog. Innocent frog. So, one of you upstanding gentlemen asking me how he did. What did it do? How'd he be? When did he fall upside down on a balcony? Wow, very good. At the precise statistical average human lifespan of 77 years, Harold Hendrick Braunhut trips and falls like a clumsy oaf in his Indian head Maryland estate, and he dies from said complications in on December 28th, 2003. Wait, this is the second time he's tripped and fallen? Like, yes, he, what is that's this why guy I wanted to set up. He, <laughs> what is he doing? Like, you know, you know how you're waxed and you can half pipe in your bathtub? He's doing that. He's just doing that, but down the stairs, like some fucking home alone. He's trying to be Joe Pesh? I bet you he tripped on his KKK gown, his yep. fucking his prom dress. Yeah. <laughs> he just had like crosses to burn just scattered haphazardly at the top of his stairs yeah and yeah. just like whoopsie daisy oh, all no. the way down <laughs> just yeah let's see i got things to do he's got a little moleskin out yeah the, uh you know the lighter colored one and he's writing down yeah, not the black one. things i hate about foreigners <laughs> walking down the stairs i'm a Let's see. I'm going to want to order. How many shrimps are we going to have at that party? <laughs> well, the guys don't really like shrimps. They ain't got no class. Maybe a little hot dog. Okay, he's... Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> Here's the stairs again. <laughs> I forgot. I'm on autopilot. My brain's so smooth. <laughs> Down the stairs. My all the way. My skin is so pale, I, f- I could not see. <laughs> uh, I was blinded by you. the tops yeah. of my own feet. Blinded by the white. Damn these eyes. <laughs> Damn the truth. Wow. Me and my ability to see the truth at all times. Uh, so, Cody, you yes. actually brought in the first, like, like American Aryan League guy. There that you we've go. Done, and you, didn't, you weren't expecting it to be the guy that sold fucking sea monkeys, were you? No. Yeah. Well, all right, Tom, you know how I said in the beginning of the episode is there rule 34 of sea monkeys? I did mm-hmm. a little research on one of our breaks, and if you want to open up the chat right now... Oh, no. <laughs> How'd you find these? <laughs> that looks oh, like Jim God. Davis had... That looks like Jim Davis was bored. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, yeah, uh. like, well, here we go. So we got the Smorfs. Aren't those things called the Snorks? The Snorks uh, and the Sea Monkeys interbreeding. The sea the, if you don't know what the Snorks are, it was a 70s cartoon. They have tubes on their head. And yeah. there's a dick going in. Oh, yeah. A sea look monkey at that. dick going into the snorkel's funnel. <laughs> well, is that technically fellatio? Oh, yep, isn't it funny how, like, cartoon porn, as, as gross as it is, yeah. <laughs> especially when it's done so poorly, yeah. 
They always go right for the ass. Yeah, and also... There's never any vaginal intercourse with these. They have to make it as dirty as possible. Right oh, the There's always pussy. a giant cock coming from off screen into the mouth, and then an, someone spreading the anthropomorphic bullshit uh, from behind in mm. the anus. Yeah. Yes. So remember in the beginning of the show, I was talking about that hot mama with that bob. So the first picture I posted, is the, you exactly can see a, that. a gentleman laying on the on his bed or the floor or carpet, I don't know, and the smashed open sea monkey tank is on the ground. There is a the aquarium giant, zoo, yes, a giant size mama, mama. It's the sea movie Splice sucking yeah, his so dick. It's like milf porn and uh, bestiality. Isn't that Jimmy Neutron's friend, <laughs> Carl? <laughs> it does look like no, not no, Carl. the other one. What's his name? Alterman. I- but I want to congratulate and uh, commendate Travis for keeping a straight face the entire time he had these loaded. <laughs> I don't know how he did that. He said he said he found it during the break, and I guess he kept it under wraps quite well. Yeah, well, I didn't want to break your flow. I was like, guess what? I found something pretty hot. Yep. Can we go. post these on Twitter right now? Yeah. Probably like a, not. No, I'll just post on Twitter. <laughs> Tom, you do, do it. I'm really upset that this is going to be on my computer. Our boy Harold died with quite the fortune in the bank, unsure of the exact numbers, but somehow Sea Monkeys sold $3.4 million worth as of 2006. Thanks to this so, artwork. Yes, thanks to this scintillating artwork provided by DeviantArt. Um, and that's, keep in mind, that's a huge ungodly fortune that was initially earned five quarters at a time. In the 1960s. That's a shit ton of money, man. Yes. I mean, did you guys have a sea monkey set? I remember I got one one time. No, I didn't. And the illusion never worked on me because these things were like marketed as like interdimensional pets. But I was just like, that's literally just plankton. I mean, I knew that. I was just like, look at these baby shrimps I got. Got it. (laughs) No. I mean, I guess when I lost interest around the age of, like, 21, 22, I realized that they were just shrimps. Yeah, see, and for me, I grew since then, and I had actual shrimps that I kept as pets. Oh, look at you, Travis, skipping, Eh. you know, grades. Yeah, there you go. So, a lengthy legal battle uh, between Harold's business associates and Yolanda ensued around around 2015 for the rights to the sea monkey business. I could not figure out what the outcome of the case was. It has either been quietly dropped or is quietly ongoing. And so there you have him. Harold Nathan Braunhut, a.k.a. Harold Von Braunhut, a.k.a. Hendrik Von Braun. Brian shrimp-peddling fraudster to children, shitty weapons designer, outspoken Aryan nations hate monger. Through his shitty ways, Harold taught multiple generations of children the concept of buyer beware and the inherent value of a dollar. Rest in Greece you brine shrimp mongering shithead good script that was a lot of fun yeah very very surprising it's like he did what now he said who he said hitler wasn't that bad of a guy while a microphone and a reporter were in the room yeah he just got bad press and all and don't i'm not actually a white supremacist um I'm also not Jewish. I would never be caught dead Jewish. If I was Jewish, I would tell you to take take me out with one of my own weapons here, the uh, flinger doodle. Yeah, <laughs> it, it'll take two weeks to kill you with it, but yeah, it'll but I deserve it because I'm Jewish. But I'm not a white supremacist. Wrap your head around that one. 
I don't think that Hitler would have liked what this guy was doing because Hitler was a vegetarian, and the whole idea of creating a civilization of shrimp is that you will one day eat that civilization of shrimp. Mm. The god eater. Uh, the the one weird thing I found out was like Yolanda was a vegan, so she was just like, "I'm not going to eat animals, but you bet your ass I will marry a rich Aryan nation uh, supporter." When when you're a professional softcore porn actress, you have to moonlight as a wife in order to have a living. Yeah, yeah, it's got a stick. Yeah, so I don't know. That's just the way it is. But thanks for doing that, Cody. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. good. Good, good, uh, good twist in the sea monkey uh, pathos. Yes, or mythos, All right, well, rather. Uh, listeners, thanks for joining us for roast mortem coverage of the sea monkey yeah. man. What's his name again? Harold von Bratwurst. That's not it. Von Braun. Braunhut. Harold von Braunhut. <laughs> yeah, Amazing. A- All right. Uh, yeah. Social media. Ba ba ba. Do it. Patreon.com/slash roast mortem cast. Ba ba ba. Where's Mike? At Waldo.com. Oh, do we want to call Mike? Nah, he's probably trying to get laid right he's now. He's probably fist deep in. I think he's just trying to butt. bowl a perfect game right now. No, he he's hasn't shown up. I don't enough. care. No, she's completely ignored. She's playing the crane game, and Mike is just there trying to bowl a perfect game. Oh. Okay. That sounds like Mike. <laughs> yeah, good times. All right. There you have uh, it. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Shane. Later, danky, danky. Danky, danky. <laughs> Thank you.